Hey, what the heck? I need a cup of tea. Where's my tea here, man? You know, swag on my tea because I am feeling good, real good. Hold on, let me just take a sip of this tea here. Hold on. Ah, feeling good, feeling good, feeling good. Don't you just dislike that? When someone takes a swag of their tea, a coffee, and they sip it. Here, let me show you how it sounds. Let me show you what some people do to annoy the heck out of you, man. Imagine if someone did that on every little sip of their coffee that they took or their tea that they took, they did that. That's where your filters have to come in. you got to be able to filter out that thing because if you don't, it will drive you totally crazy. My name is Noel Michael Smith and you're listening to the Low Food Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Today's episode is called Fitness Audition, The Good and The Bad. I was going to put the ugly in that title, but I thought... <laughs> No, it's too much like the movie. And I love that movie, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. You ever seen it? Take a look. You know I love my movies. Anyway, let's get down, let's get down, let's get down. Did I say who I was? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So today, um, last week on the last podcast, I told you that I have so much going on or had so much going on last week. Yeah, sure did. On Sunday, we did an Africa Education Charity event which is run by a real good friend of mine, Sarah Rowe. I've grown to know Sarah over the years. She started coming to my class at the Riverside and got hooked ever since. (laughs) She's got about 100 kids, man. No, she's only got four. But those four are like eight. They're rowdy kids, but I love them, man. I love those children. At the event, I brought my two children down and one of them, my seven-year-old, who will soon be eight. And We did a form together, one of our forms. We got four forms. In fact, we just created a new baby form. But in effect, we got four forms. Form one, form two, form three. Simply that, just name that. Uh, My little girl did the form two. We did the form two together in front of all these people. She kept telling me, my stomach feels funny. And we were showing her around the riverside when I took her around the riverside to show her this lovely, beautiful club. And she was saying that her stomach feels a little weird, a little funny inside. I said, baby, that's butterflies. Yeah, you you need that when you want to perform. If you don't have that, you'll mess up. You need that to keep you on track. Yeah, it's your battle mechanism to say, hey, there is something going to change here. There's going to be a big change in my life. And this change is coming now. And that's what happens with butterflies. Butterflies is an indication that something exciting to wait for that anticipation of that exciting thing happening. We all need that. Yeah, if you don't have it, you're complacent, you're too sure of yourself, you relax too much, and that's where everything always goes wrong in front of all those people out there. And you don't want that to happen. So it's a good thing actually have that. I have it all the time. Always had it in all my performances. And boy, have I done a lot of performances back in the aerobic competitions and the kickboxing competitions. Anyway, yeah, so we did the Africa Education. Now, Africa Education is a group of girls and boys, I think, that come over from South Africa that aren't having it so good out there. They play these instruments called the marumbas, these big, huge instruments made out of wood. I don't know what the actual thing they hit is made out of. I've got to take a, a real close observation of those things the next time I see them so I can give you some more information. But if you do want more information on what it's about, just Google education, Africa, 
and just put Sarah Rowe in it. Rowe spelled R-O-E, simple as that. And you all should know how to spell Sarah. If you don't, shame on you. Anyway, let's get on with the show. As I said, I had so much going on last week. Going to the Education Africa charity event, we came straight from a kickboxing event. And not just any kickboxing event, a kickboxing event that I ran. It was my event. We have an annual event. This year was no exception. We run it alongside our grading. We only have two gradings a year and we sandwich the competition in between the grading. And we use the low food challenge marks and offset those against the grading marks. So we get just get a better standard all around. I was not disappointed with all the students that competed. It was the highest level I've ever seen in my club. Great control. And you know, in most competitions, I was explaining this to one of my colleagues yesterday. In previous competitions that we've had with other clubs, I brought a club in. A close friend of mine's got a club, I can name him, Silung. Give him a little plug. Silung Martial Arts Club. He sometimes call them Finding Fit. We teamed up with those guys last year or the year before. And too many people were getting hurt and injured. And I want to protect my kids. The adults as well. The adults are a little bit tougher. But I want to protect my kids. I don't want them crying every five minutes they get into battle in a competition. Because that's not healthy viewing. Also, it's not good for them. It's not good for their morale. And martial arts is meant to be about control and pulling your techniques. You know, back years ago when we did martial arts without the big, thick gloves and booties, booties are stuff you put on your feet to protect your foot and protect the other person's body, i.e. their side and their head, the places where you kick. Years ago in the club, we fought without those things and we had less injuries because the guys and girls were able to pull their techniques. You hit with the tip of the glove and pull back. But the glove gives you a false sense of security whereby what people do now is just drive straight through with the punches, always end up in accidents. And, you know, that's not good for anybody. Accidents is not meant to be the rule. It's meant to be the exception. And when it becomes a rule, there lies your problem. I'm happy to say that the competition was plain sailing. We only had a couple of tiers, one in which was my daughter, but she went on there and did so well. And we had no winners or losers. Although we were issuing trophies, medals and so forth, there were no winners and losers. In my opinion, everyone was a superstar. And I know you've heard this many times before. And no, I'm not going for mediocrity, as some people like to put it. Just go to enjoy the day and taking part is the main thing. And it is. Winning is also important as well. And I'd like to instill that in both the boys and girls because when they leave me and go off into the huge vast wide world they're going to come across these difficulties and winning is going to mean a lot to them when you go for an interview for a job and you get that interview you've won amongst all the other people that were going for the same interview so it's important that you instill a winning mentality in your head okay so let's move on um Fitness auditions, yeah, auditions, auditions, auditions. Now, I never been to auditions when I was dancing because I wasn't that good of a dancer and dancing for me was a means to an end. You know how I've said I don't like that word, <laughs> means to an end, because the means is important as much as the end is. My dancing was strictly a means to an end I enjoyed my dancing when I was doing it but my fitness and martial arts was more important to me so I wanted to do my dancing to get through 
to be a better martial artist and I achieved that all right. Yeah. So auditions, I never attend them. I've been in places, though, I may add, where I've been teaching and I've seen auditions. And boy, those guys were something else. They were standing the lines. I remember teaching in a venue where a dancer, famous choreographer, Carl Brian Rogers, look him up, was holding an audition and the queue was going right around the corner. That was Roof Garden in a place called Toworth near Epsom, just outside of London. But they are dance auditions and we all know about those and these dancers go through this week in, week out to achieve their goal. But this new thing's crept up into my industry, auditions for fitness teachers. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? It's been going for a while and I've been asked to do auditions, say, about four or five years ago. But I refuse to do them because I've got so many videos online. My class is open for studio coordinators and studio managers to come and see what I do. You know, I'm not going to charge them in any way, shape or form. They come to my class, do the class, see what i got. Even if they don't want to do it, they can come into the centre and they could stand around, sit down, watch what I do and go from there. Or they could just see it on the DVD or on my videos. So I didn't see why I need to attend an audition. I was having a word with a Zumba teacher and by the way on my last podcast I did say I was going to come back to Zumba and I've got a lot to say about Zumba but I didn't expect to be coming back to Zumba so quickly in a podcast straight after the last one when I said I come back to Zumba but the whole thing's just crept up on me and I'm gonna delve into that a little bit later on. So I was talking to a Zumba teacher and he's a very popular Zumba teacher at the Riverside in Chiswick and I told him that about this audition and is he going for it and all of a sudden he um, straight away he turned his nose up and said hey I've been teaching for so long for many years I think he's got a similar amount of experience than me and he's not going to go to do a Zumba or any audition because he teaches here there and everywhere and he's got the experience he's been doing it for years he's a trained dancer and he used to do those auditions back when he was dancing and He's not going to stand in front of any 20-year-old or 21-year-old spotty-faced girl or boy for them to tell him that he's doing good or doing bad. And I agreed with him to a certain extent. And in fact, I used to agree with him up until now. But I've had a total U-turn on that attitude. Now, here's why. And I'm like that, you know. I'm not set in stone. It's just an arrogant, ignorant person who thinks that their views cannot ever be changed and, hey, I'm no hillbilly, right? I'm open to different views and opinions. I may not agree with them, but sometimes I step back and say, hey, you know what? Yeah. So here's my U-turn. I just started thinking about the amount of teachers that are out there right now that are looking for work. It's impossible for studios, managers, coordinators to go around and see these teachers. It doesn't make much sense because they have a job to do and there's no way they can get to every teacher to see what every teacher is doing so why not let the teachers come to them makes plenty of sense for me my agenda is that I have a system called lofu fitness kickboxing or as it's known lofu kickboxing and I've got girls that are certified to teach my workout I need to get my name Lofu Fitness spread out around as many clubs and regimes as possible. So the master, as in myself, going to these places to more or less to showcase what I do. 
I don't go there with the pretense, hey, I am going to show you my workout, and I go there all nervous. You know, I spoke a little bit about not being too sure of yourself. You've got to have a little butterflies. Well, I said to my daughter, going back a little bit, when she was talking about um, doing a display, I said to my daughter, did I mention we did a display there at the Riverside? Okay, <laughs> crazy again, man. I did mention that. I did some fighting, did the form, and I did the scrimer. Scrimer is a long stick that you twirl around in order to hit somebody. I've never hit anybody with it ever, I may add. I just use it as a sport. But it's been years since I picked the scrimer up. My main love is the nunchucker, but I couldn't find them. At the competition, somebody lifted my nunchucker. If you got my nunchucker out there, bring them back, man. In fact, they're not mine. They were lent to me by one of my students. So if you've got my student's nunchucker, bring them back, or else I would have to buy them too. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. But let's get back to what I was talking about with the audition. Yeah, when I go into the audition, I still have butterflies, but I go in with the attitude that I am going to teach them something, not with the fact that, hey, I'm going to get this job, because if I get it or if I don't get it, that's their opinion, right? They all have an opinion, and it's like being judged in a competition. You, maybe in a dance competition, I'm talking judging competition, not competition where you win outright like a sprint or a scoring competition where you score goals. Judging competition where it's down to someone's opinion and expertise. And if that person's opinion is such that they don't like what I do, then okay, so be it. doesn't stop me from doing what I'm doing. I'm sure of myself. I'm a great teacher. I've been doing it. You, got, you don't teach for 35 years and not be a great teacher. huh? So that's where I get off on that. And I, as I said, I have a complete U-turn. I think auditions are a good thing. And plus, activity creates activity which means if you go somewhere and you get active, you'll be active in other things. So you got to be positive, yeah? you got to be proactive. Activity creates activity. So I just go there and show them what I could do and another thing. And when I go to these places, I've got a whole load of DVDs to give out. I just give them out. Give my DVDs out to all these teachers. They can see what I do and go from there. As it is, when I went to the audition, so many of the boys and girls were asking me, how did they certify? So, you know, you pick up stuff from there. So my agenda is probably different to the other Zumba guy at the Riverside. I think his views are a little bit outdated now, and I hope he changes them because he is a good teacher and a nice guy. Do you know how I got pretty much popular around town doing my stuff? Um, there was, in the 80s, there were these things called the aerobic competitions, and I've spoken about these before, and I've got to do a whole podcast, and I would love to do that. But I could have find all the old boys and girls that used to do that and just pick their brains before I go on. But I used to travel all over the country doing these aerobic competitions, me and my team. And we picked up a lot of great friends along the way. And we also picked up some contacts. And most of my classes and the people that I know that gave me jobs came from that circle, not to mention one of them called Lydia Campbell, who was the aerobic queen of the 80s back in the UK here. So great girl, Lydia. See her every week. Like her a lot. I went to this audition last week. I couldn't, I couldn't have met the nicest people. Went in there and the receptionist gave me a form to fill in. I guess they wanted to know all our details and, and all the bits and pieces. We sat down around the table. He introduced me to all the other people. In fact, they introduced themselves. We introduced ourselves to each other. There's about five boys and girls sitting around this table and all amazingly lovely people. 
there's um, some Zumba girls, a man doing um, bar workout. Bar workout is an adaptation from ballet, where you hold onto the bar and you do your plies and all that stuff. That's good, it's tough on the legs. But I'm okay with that because a lot of those techniques they do in ballet, we already put them in low food fitness, kickboxing. So I'm pretty good with that. My core's strong, my legs strong, and I would challenge any of our students that do my class on a regular basis to go and do that because they'll be fine, you'll be fine. It'll just enhance what we do already. But the worrying thing was, as we were sitting down talking, having a really good, lovely, pleasant conversation, a couple of spin guys, or one in particular, spin man sat down. Spin is a, a workout where you go on a bike, a stage for a bike that stays in a room, and you sit down and cycle on it, up and down, up and down. Standing up and sitting down, not the bike itself going up and down. There was a man that turned up doing spin, and he came in there, Oh my goodness, I never seen somebody so grumpy. When I went in and saw the teachers originally, I thought, you represent teachers as personality. You're all very much outgoing, beautiful people because they were chatty, laughing, smiling faces. That's what's required in our industry, right? We require that because we don't want your student to walk into class and see misery straight away. So they were all really smiley and happy and are good but this one man came and he was he didn't have an ounce of personality on him I would not want to go to his class despite the fact that the other guys were doing Zumba and I'm not really a Zumba lover I thought that they had um, character they all had character they all were lovely smiling and engaging and and that's the first step towards becoming a fitness instructor. You've got to engage with people. You've got to be happy. You've got to be smiling. You open up your heart to everybody. You know, that's the nature of what we do for a living. I find it quite peculiar that this guy went, is it, now tell me something. Is it something that spin teachers do? Are they naturally angry? Because this guy just seemed constantly angry. But luckily, he didn't come into the audition. I say luckily because I would have to work on him if I was going to teach him, boy. And the audition is such that we all go into the studio and teach each other for 10 minutes or so. And that's simply what happened on the day. We went in, I taught my class, and all the other girls and boys taught their classes. Now, an ombro of mine wrote a comment not so long ago. And that ombro, that teacher, is Adam Ketchell. He wrote a long statement about Zumba. And his experiences on Zumba. I think he went to do a display somewhere out in the Philippines. And there was a Zumba teacher doing a display. And he spoke about the lack of teaching qualities on this Zumba teacher. I read his article and I must say, Adam, it was harsh. But on reflection from what I've seen at this audition. And I remember I said these girls were lovely girls. But on reflection of what I saw at this edition, I've got to agree with Adam. <laughs> I've just run down, partly run down yo yoga in my last podcast. I don't want to sound like I do this to all workouts because there are some great workouts out there. And I've got to say this and stress this. Workouts are great things and it's beautiful that we all like different things and it's good that we do different workouts and you should go and do different workouts we can all have busy classes we can all have great dvds we can all have followers online we can have it all and a fitness industry is a big booming industry 
as I said, there is no reason for anyone to ever feel left out that they don't have enough people in their class. If you're teaching a class and you've only got two or three people in there, don't despair. Keep going on. Yeah, keep working at it and better your people skills. Making yourself ready for people when they come in that room. You always got to be ready. Get what I'm saying? Yep, nice smiles, nice clothes, nice music, nice atmosphere. Everything all nice and sweet when people come into your class. So there's plenty to go around. Zumba, man, Zumba, man, Zumba. I went on this audition. We had to perform in front of each other. And the Zumba girls that were there do not engage with the members that are supposed to be taking her class. They weren't engaging with me. One lady was doing the workout and she was looking down at the floor as she was doing her moves. And here's the thing about Zumba. And I want you all to help me out on this, if you can. If someone's dancing in a nightclub, busting out some moves, here, there and everywhere, can you follow that person? Well, I would find it difficult to be quite honest because I need to be cued. Someone needs to say to me, one, two, three, and we're going to move on this step. Then we're going to move on that step. Four, five, six. Let's go here. And so on. Yeah. Now, if someone moves and then expects me to move exactly at the same time as where they're moving, I'm going to struggle every single time. And I thought it was just me. But the bar guy that was there, the dancer, he said the same. We were both bumping into each other. In fact, there was a... <laughs> There's a guy... One of the auditioners, Ian, from the park club, from the old park club. He now works for David Lloyd. And he said, he asked a question, has anyone done Zumba before? I put my hand up and said, hey, no. And he knows me. He knows me from the park club, man. He looked over and he had a big smile on his face and leant back in his seat as to, this is going to be fun. He's an Irish man and I wish I could um, imitate that. I wish I could pull off the Irish accent, but I wouldn't do it justice, so I'm not even going to try. But he just sit back in his seat, folded his arms, and just said, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I was all over the place, man. And then, yeah, then they changed from one Zumba teacher to another. There was four Zumba teachers there. And one was okay. One wasn't so bad. I mean, the system itself is flawed in the sense that you can't cue and you don't cue. You just have to follow the teacher. If the teacher's going to the left, you've got to go to the left and anticipate that. The one saving grace is that they do repeat the move. So they'll do like a, a move, then add the chorus back in and you come back to the chorus. So you've got to remember the chorus. And but, you, you know, the thing about that is that your memory, maybe I'm just not used to it. I get into it. If I did it more often, maybe I'll get into it. But you remember the thing and you're trying to remember what she's going to come before and you forget the thing that came before that. So it's it was difficult, i got to say. So all you Zumba lovers out there, hey, kudos to you because if you can move and follow that, then you're a better person than I at doing that anyway. So... But the actual teaching skills of the teachers are found pretty much zero. And I won't blame the teachers. I've got to blame the system because the system gave it to them that way. Um, they're good movers. Some of them are good movers. You have to have teaching points and teaching skills. And, you know, there are certain rules you have to follow in teaching. And those rules aren't being met, in my opinion. But it's popular. 
And long may it continue. People will love it. They get out of their beds, get out of their armchair to do it. And yep, go full steam ahead. You keep getting out of the armchair and getting out of that bed and doing that, that Zumba workout. But hey, at Lofu Fitness here, we have a system whereby it can't be broken down to its little nitty gritty, infinity detail. Then we do not do the technique. Got to be broken down piece by piece, bit by bit, every little inch. I've got to tell you where to put your arms, your knees, your eyes, your ears, even your fingernails need to be in a specific place in order for you to get the technique right. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. But I was told that in Zumba, the reason why they teach this way is to keep the continuity going. And I get that, keeping the continuity going is, is very important when you do an aerobic workout. This is at the end when we were having a chit-chat. I said to the girl, so how do you get that? And everybody following you. Well, when you come the second time and the third time and the fourth time, you get better and better and better at it. That's great. But what happens if the person just wants to dip the toe into the thing? They're going to get a bad experience for the first time. I don't want anyone to get a bad experience from my class. I try very hard for that not to happen. But anyway, they get around it that way. So they rely on the person coming back week in, week out. They have the same routine. And to the extent where they can just sit back in their armchair and the class will just get on with the routine. Happy days. And um, I've got to say that you can say that for any workout. So the, providing a person teaches the same thing each week, people are coming back and they're getting the same workout so they could just, teacher could just make life easier for themselves. And I got that. I got that. There are some classes where I teach and it's real difficult because you've got to break it down and dig deep down into your coaching skills to get that person to do the exercise in the right way and other classes that you teach the more advanced classes they all know what you're going to do and they you throw any move at them and they can handle it and they do handle it and they're the easier classes in my opinion to teach unless you're doing a master class then you've got to be really creative and they can be hard also and we have a master class every four weeks and it's called super sunday the next Super Sunday is coming up next month, at the end of next month. What is it? The 22nd of April. That is the next Super Sunday. If you're a Super Sunday attendee, put that in your diary. So, what's the message here today? Auditions aren't a bad thing. They're okay. I had my U-turn on those. Thought I had the experience and all that stuff. And yeah, I have that. <laughs> Claude knows I do. But you need to go there with another agenda. You've got to find the agenda that suits you. You're never too young or too experienced to do anything, yeah? Swallow pride if you've got a lot of it and step out and do that stuff. Now, this also applies if you're getting a job. If you're going for a job, you think you may be a bit too young or too old for that job, step out of yourself, man. Just go for that interview and see where it lands you. I go on these auditions with the pretense that I'm going to get something else out of it other than the job I've gone for. The job is just a bonus. If I get it, I get it. But I go there with another agenda. And my agenda is to spread the word of Lofu. Lofu is a fabulous workout. I want the whole world to know about it. And it's a workout that serves me well. No, the other day I was changing my shirt and I took my top off and a guy looked at me and he said, wow, where do you get that body from? Do you push weights? I said, no, I don't push weights. The only form of workout I do is Lofu Fitness. The rapid moves gets me the definition that I want. I eat well also. I look after myself. So, boys and girls, you're going for that job. You're going for that audition. Go there with the mindset that you are going to show them 
practice that great part of you. Got that? Now, I love to carry on chit-chatting. We've gone through the 30, we've gone 30 minutes. If not, we're coming up to the 30. Whoa, I haven't really checked the time. I don't really check the times on my podcast. I just talk and talk and talk. But until next time, the music's catching me up here. The next time, I would see you and see you in a big way. What do I say we're going to do this year? Pure love. And I love you all. Boom.